Hey, this is Dr. Priyanka Venugopal, and you're listening to the Unstoppable Mombrain Podcast, a conversation with some of my business besties. A few weeks ago, me and a few of my friends went to Montana, where we had kind of a coaching, peer, friend retreat. And the four of us got together and we talked about our lives, our work, and kind of the visions and goals that we have for each other. It was an opportunity for the four of us to challenge each other's most limiting beliefs. When your friends are coaches and they are just amazing at what they do, it is the perfect opportunity to push the limits on your most limiting beliefs. And I found myself having so many breakthroughs that I thought it would be such a fun idea for the four of us to come onto the podcast together. The four of us are all sharing this podcast episode on our personal podcast because we find this conversation around putting yourself in groups so incredibly valuable. And that is what the whole conversation is about today. Putting yourself in group settings Surrounding yourself with other humans who have similar interests to you, that care about what you care about, and that have invested at the level that you have invested in. It just takes your level of commitment to your goal to the next level. And that is what I have found with these three lovely ladies who you're about to meet. You're going to meet Olivia Vesacro, Laura Conley, and Andrea Nordlink, who I'm just so forever grateful for and I love so much. So I hope you guys all enjoy today's conversation around putting yourself in group containers to hit any goal that you could ever, ever want. If you want to reach your ideal weight and create lightness for your body, you need to have simplicity, joy, and strategic decisions infused into your life. I'm a physician turned life and weight loss coach for ambitious working moms. I've lost over 60 pounds without counting points, calories, or crazy exercise plans. Most importantly, I feel calm and light on the scale and in my life. There's some delicious magic when you learn this work and the skills I'm going to be teaching you. Ready? Let's get to it. Before we get into the conversation today, I want to make sure you know that I have a free training for you. The unstoppablemombrain.com forward slash training is where I will be teaching you how to lose weight with a high achiever's brain. We talk specifically about the three biggest obstacles that really apply for high achievers and how those three obstacles are getting in the way of you hitting your dream ideal weight. It is such a good training. I recommend it for any high achiever who has been struggling with this. You can go and grab that over at the unstoppablemombrain.com forward slash training. Okay, let's get into the conversation. Hey guys. Okay. So I'm here with my little business besties. So we're going to go around and introduce ourselves to you guys because guess what? We're really smart and we're all having this podcast on our separate podcasts. I mean, hashtag efficiency. So for those of you that don't know me, I'm Laura Conley. I'm the host of the Yummy Mummy podcast and I am a life and weight loss coach living in Boulder, Colorado with my two little babies and my husband. He's 41, my son is three, and my daughter is five. So Andrea, why don't you go next? Take it away. Tell hey. us who you are. Yeah. I'm Andrea Nordling. I am a business coach for holistic nutritionists and health coaches, and I live in Minnesota husband as well, two kids, 13 and 10, and I have the Profitable Nutritionist podcast. Mm, so fun. Priyanka. 
Hello, hello. I am Priyanka Venugopal. I am a mind and body health coach for high achieving professional moms. I have two little beans. One is big. He's seven and he's driving me bananas like right now. And then my four-year-old who is so easy. And I mean, I just, <laughs> I'm having all the struggles. I live in the Washington DC area and I am the host of the Unstoppable Mom Brain Podcast. I love that. So good. Olivia. Hi, everyone. My name is Olivia Vizacaro. I am a life coach for lawyers. I run the Less Stress Lawyer, and I help attorneys who are over the overwhelm live lives with less stress and far more fulfillment. I'm based out of Detroit, and I'm the host of the Less Stress Lawyer podcast. And I'm super excited to talk to all three of you today about all the things that we've learned from being in communities with one another. I'm like so excited. So excited for this. This is going to be so fun. Uh, I'm not. This is going to suck. I'm just sort of getting through this. (laughs) You guys are just only okay. But yeah, so we are going to talk about (laughs) community, connection, collaboration, and why we think it's important and some of the stumbling blocks that might arise in hopes that you guys, our listeners, get something out of this because I personally do think it is like one of our basic human needs. I think it is like what makes life so sweet and special. And I rarely, rarely, I mean, this could be because I'm an extrovert. We could talk about that too. But I rarely come home from, you know, a retreat in Montana with you girls and wish I didn't or a coffee with a friend, even if I'm kind of dreading it or a walk or whatever it is. I rarely come home from connecting with another human and regret it. So I I just want to shout it from the rooftops, especially post COVID, that I do think that this is something important like food or water or shelter. So Olivia. I totally agree with that. And just to give people who are listening context, So I'm getting ready to host an event. Actually, Andrea is as well in Big Sky, Montana in August. And whenever I host these retreats, I go out and I do like a reconnaissance mission. And the four of us all went uh, last weekend and went to work on our businesses and brainstorm together and run ideas past each other and just like really be in an immersive environment where we get to focus on ourselves and that connection and exchanging ideas and deepening our relationships and being able to share parts of ourselves with one another. And through that experience of the four of us coming together and meeting up in Montana, we realized just how much of an enriching experience it is for all of us. And the fact that all four of us run group programs for our Mm -hmm. clients, same exact thing. So um, I think, was it Andrea who got the idea to do the episode? I think it was was Priyanka, but I was like, yeah, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was actually just going to say, I felt like these kinds of weekend getaways, sometimes it turns into like friends just getting together, like a girl's weekend, right? Like a girl's night out, a girl's weekend, or like a group that just gets together in a way that's for fun. And this was that, but I also really feel the reason that I even thought that this would be such a great experience for our audience to hear about is there, we had some hard conversations. I don't think that, you know, when you think about a weekend getaway and a girl's night out, you don't always have challenging conversations that is going to level up your results that you have in your business, in your life, for your body, for your mind. And I feel like the four of us got together and we had just like brain exploding conversations that I think pushed all of us. And that was what I thought was just 
something worth sharing that it's not always easy to put ourselves in groups and to share vulnerably, but because the four of us all have similar goals and that we want to expand our reach, we want to expand our orbit. I feel like we did that because we put ourselves together with other people that had similar goals. That doesn't happen very easily. Yeah, I was actually a little nervous about that. And Mm -hmm. even my coach called me out and was like, oh, okay, yeah, let me know how that goes. I mean, she didn't say it in those words. But I think she had the same thought of like, oh, it's totally going to just be a girl's weekend. And I do, to your point, Priyanka, think it is so important to have those girls weekends for sure. But like how rich and how like lucky are we? And we're not just lucky because, you know, anyone listening, you guys can put yourselves in these rooms too. But to be able to put yourself in a room where somebody like loves you enough that they're willing to ask the hard question and have the hard conversation in the name of your future self in the name of your growth is like pretty freaking special. Oh my gosh, yeah. totally. That's, yeah. Oh, I just jumped in on you, Priyanka. I'm sorry. So I'm no, go curious. Ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I'm curious for you guys, if you have the same experience, but I like, I love people, my friends I've had for a really long time. I have, you know, history with lots of people love them, but I don't have these kinds of conversations that we have with anybody else in my life. And I wonder, I don't know, like, I'm wondering as you're saying that when Priyanka and Laura, like, as you were saying that I was just thinking about it and I'm like, Ooh, like, is it because we have just the best group ever? Or is there something to be said for kind of like, I don't know, a curated goal focused Mm. group. Like it's, it's a different experience. Like we're all here working on some version of the same goal and you can just like leave all of the past behind. And there's like no stories and nobody knows your backstory unless you want to tell it to them. It's not that we don't do that, but it's like, it like really is the future you that you're, that you're Mm. talking about, that you're like exploring. Mm. And I don't, it's just so different. I don't even know how to articulate it, but I think you guys know what I mean. It is so different. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that we see in all of the groups that we run as well, right? It's like everyone there has a common aim, whether you're trying to lose weight or you're building a business or like me, I focus on working with attorneys or former attorneys. People have this shared experience. And I was really thinking about in anticipation for us recording this, what have I found so beneficial about also being in rooms with people who are really similar to me? And I agree. I definitely don't have a lot of these conversations with the other people in my life, but I also think it takes pressure off of the other people in my life because I stop looking for the people in my life who aren't like me, like our family members or our friends from back home. They're not entrepreneurs. They don't understand the same struggles that I face every day or the challenges or the goals that I'm working towards. So they can't really converse with me in as meaningful as a way as you guys can. And I think like whenever you're inserting yourself into a group where there's that common goal, whatever the goal is, if you're dealing with the same struggles, you're encountering the same obstacles, you're going to have these questions and it takes that pressure off the rest of your relationships. So like whether it's your spouse or your mom or your sister or your friend, like you can just enjoy those people rather than needing something from them that they're really not capable of providing you. Mm. That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. And I also, I'm curious how you guys feel about this, but when I am talking to my husband, for example, about a goal that I have, he kind of wants to like motivate me and push me like, yeah, you can do it. And he might be very practically minded around like what my obstacles might be. So my husband is a good sounding board. He's meant to be a partner, but he's very practically minded. And when I'm with the three of you, what I've noticed is 
I will be sharing a, to me in my mind, a massive obstacle. Talking about our serious obstacles, I don't, you are not, all the three of you guys are not telling me what is practically available to me. When I was talking with, when we were in Montana and I'm telling you, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm dealing with. These are my obstacles. The three of you would ask me questions and the conversation would go in a direction where you had my highest belief in your mind. You were like, Priyanka, you are so capable. Like if you look at your, like what Andrea was saying, your future self, the future part of you, that's like, this is solved and this is done. The way that you guys kind of have that conversation with me is from that lens. And I don't get that anywhere except being in business coaching containers and in coaching containers that have that highest belief. And the four of us have all invested seriously in group coaching containers. And I think that that shows that we take this seriously, which I think was the foundation for us to even have some of these conversations. Yeah. But I don't think that, I mean, for me, that did not come easily. I would be curious what you guys think about that, but I, I I really resisted investing in any sort of community for a very Mm. long time. Yeah, Mm. I want to go to that topic because I think that that's huge for a lot of the people listening. It's it's definitely a barrier and it's worth getting over because of all the benefits. And I just real quick want to speak to what Priyanka was saying, because it came up when Olivia was talking and even Andrea before that, like this idea that when you put yourself in a room with other people with this shared vision or shared goal, you have like say if you're a yummy mummy, you have 29 other yummy mummies or however many are in the group holding the vision. Like it's kind of a cheesy way of saying it, but you have like 29 other women holding the vision for you, even if it feels like unrealistic. And I think back to like our basic need as humans, I think why connection is such a basic need is to feel not alone. And it can feel so lonely when it comes to weight loss or being stressed at your job or wanting to build your business as an entrepreneur in, in the nutrition world or, or whatever. And so I think if you you are in a container where you don't, number one, you don't feel alone, and then you have 29 other people or however many, whatever, holding that vision for you, it like, it like circumvents the doubt and the disbelief that comes up. Like I have big goals for my business. And if I'm in doubt, you three are like holding the vision for, I I can like be in doubt and disbelief and like wanting to cry and like quit my business and go to the pool every day with my kids. And you guys just sort of think it's cute. And (laughs) like, you're like, okay, yeah, like that's cute and normal. And you help me through it versus like, if I were just on an island, I probably would be at like sunset pool right now, you know? And so I think that's like a huge benefit. And so it's almost like I kind of want to sell our audience, the people listening on why these communities are so amazing, why this connection is so amazing so that they want to have the motivation to get over their own BS, like, which I think all of us, or at least you three, I was like, you know, going to sleepaway camp when I was seven. I loved groups from the get-go. But if we can like sell the audiences on like why being in a group is so worth it and then talk about kind of some of the obstacles that we had to overcome, maybe we can, you know, convince some people to get in a group setting. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Just like one real quick thing to kind of follow up. And I I definitely want to get back to Andrea's initial thing about investing in a group for sure. The one thing that kind of Laura, what you were just touching on is this idea of being in a group and supported by the group vision. 
I think the other thing that I have found, and I noticed this when I transitioned from one-on-one to a small intimate group that I did not get with one-on-one. When I had one-on-one clients, like a client can be in their in their problem, right? They're looking at their pile of crap and they're trying to navigate it and create a move, like they're trying to move forward. But when you're in a group setting and you see that you're not alone in the crap, that it's not a unique defect of yours. It's not that you're uniquely incapable, that you're not uniquely not skilled at solving this problem that, oh, actually I just have a human brain. Like every other person in this room, I'm not alone in the struggle. I think that being validated in that is deeply impactful in solving the problem. When you feel like you're alone in not solving a problem, that is a barrier that I think is really hard to overcome. And being in a group, I think naturally, I love obliterating things. It just naturally obliterates you putting yourself on your own island, which I think is priceless. Mm, Yeah. I totally agree with that. And as the three of you were talking, one thing that really jumped out at me, and I do want to make sure that this is really clear for the people who are listening, the four of us are all coaches, right? So I don't want people to hear this and think that like, oh, I can just gather three of my friends and we can have this incredible experience. Like if that's possible for you, amazing. But like all four of us are professionally trained to be able to hold belief and to be able to identify someone else's limiting beliefs and to be able to ask those questions that really probe at the heart of the issue. So There's two components here. There's the community support that you get from being in a group setting. Absolutely. But it's also being curated by a coach, which is what the four of us all do for our respective audiences, is that we curate this experience where we're holding belief. We're teaching a group how to hold belief collectively for other people. So as much as it's amazing to rely on your friends, we have the extreme good fortune to all be coaches and friends as well. So we're able to create this experience that I think a lot of people don't get unless they invest in coaching containers run by a coach, which is definitely how I first invested in a group coaching experience was paying and working with a coach and joining a community that someone else curated that Mm. was already set up to enable my growth. That's yeah. huge. Mm, so good. So good. That's huge because I don't know, Priyanka, if you've seen this in weight loss and I know that this happens in the workplace and with business. If you get a group of friends together and you can, you can get a group of friends together and you guys can have this shared vision, but then what happens? This is what this is what used to happen with me with weight loss. I used to like get all these games going and all these bets going with all my friends. We want to lose weight. And then we're all like all raw, raw. And then they're not doing it. And I'm like, yep. well, fuck. Then I have, then I'm like, well, they're not doing it. So like, I'm going to quit too. And it's like this false accountability. It like doesn't actually work. And then you are the one suffering because you thought you did it. And then they're quitting and you're using it as an excuse to quit too. So to your point, Olivia, like I think friend groups and accountability groups can be great, but I just haven't seen them really work unless like you're invested energetically, financially, right, time-wise too, so. It's like fun. I think you know when you have that like group of friends that you're having a shared common goal with, there's a, an aspect of fun that gets infused into the process. But I think when you have not invested and by invest, investing, I don't just mean financially. I think you have to decide to invest your time, your energy and your bandwidth as well. In this shared goal, I it's like the first thing that's going to go is somebody's going to drop off. Like 
something's going to drop off. And if we've attached our results with the accountability of a group, it it's like a surefire way to not hit your goal if you haven't invested seriously. I think that's kind of what we're talking about, why we invested seriously. But Andrea, you were saying you hesitated on oh, yeah. investing. Oh. So what was what was your, no, 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 what was no, no, your no. whole hesitation? No, what was your whole no, thing? No, no, no. Let me clarify. Not hesitating yeah. on joining a coaching container or a group, mm. but I just didn't think I needed the group. I was like, I just want the strategy uh, here. I just want that coach. I want the to like learn the things. I don't actually need to the know coaching? these people. Like... <laughs> I don't need to know anybody. Like I have friends, yeah. I'm good. And I think, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to like really pinpoint what the thought is here as we've been talking. Cause I'm like, I, I want to be honest about it. I yeah. think the thought was like, if I'm, if I engage in the group, like this is sound terrible. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna be like, I'm not going to get anything from it. And this is gonna take mm-hmm. a lot of time. So it seemed like a big mm-hmm. investment time-wise. It was like, I mean, you know, I already have friends. Like that's great. <laughs> How did you get over that? Like, cause that's the, that's like a real, no, like, how did you get ass. yourself across the, how did you get yourself across that line? But hold on. She's totally telling the truth too, because I don't think I even fucking knew you until <laughs> like round three of the container yeah. that we were in. Cause you were just like over there in the corner. And then I'm I like, know. wait, who is this sleeper like, cool chick? Doing yeah. the thing. Like not, I know. Right. Like my open sign was not on. It was, I was close for friendships. Totally close. I'm very busy. I'm very focused. Nobody very bothered important. me. Totally. I was an idiot because this is the best part of the group is having the group. Yeah. So I, I just, I'll be totally honest. I, I didn't, I just thought that was like a fluffy extra. Like if you need accountability. And I think as I'm like hearing you talk about accountability groups, I've never identified with needing external accountability. So I think like, that's what I thought a group was is like, mm-hmm. Oh, a group is for people that like, don't get themselves mm-hmm. to do things on their own. And I totally do. So I don't need that. So I just was like, yeah. mentally opted out on any benefit that that could possibly bring to me. And I was so incredibly wrong because the friendships that we have made. And even, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a friendship. Luckily we are all actually friends. Like I believe we will be friends forever. We do amazing things together where we get to like enjoy as our businesses get bigger. And as we do all this cool shit, we get to celebrate with each other. And I think that that'll continue forever, but I've met so many people amidst these communities I've now been part of that maybe aren't going to be like friends of mine forever, but still those relationships are so valuable in other ways. And I'm so glad that I got out of my own way and got over myself to experience that. How did you get over it? Like, what did you finally tell yourself? Like when you, when you were like, you know what, I'm considering this investment, but I don't know whether the group is going to be valuable for me. How did you get yourself across that line? So I always thought the group would be valuable. I just didn't think I would really participate in the group. I think I, I Uh, think it was very selfish. Like I'll get what I need, but I don't need to engage if I'm being honest, some version mm -hmm. of that. I mean, that sounds awful, but it's some version of that. It was like, like, I'll just do my thing over here. The lone wolf. That's cool. How the did cool I check, the lone cool chick on the side, <laughs> but nobody knew I was cool. Cause I was so, cause I was like, so quiet about, <laughs> I wasn't telling you how cool I was. I was being so quiet. Okay. So being in person, the honest answer there is being in person. When we started doing in-person events together and COVID was over and that like, that was a game changer because in like, given the opportunity, I will totally like jump in, in a group. I just would not prioritize that online. And I do think I really missed the boat because I don't think there's any comparison to being in person versus being online. Like as far as connecting with people, I think in person hands down is a completely different experience. However, 
when you're intentional about it, you can have an experience like that online. You just have to be intentional. And I wasn't until we were in person together. So it just kind of happened naturally for you. Like once you were in the group, you're like, okay, I'll just do this group and I'll take the things that I can get business wise. And then when you were in person, it sort of just took care of itself. Totally. But I know that we have some people on this Zoom call that want to (laughs) share about what they might have been scared about, like in terms of like actually joining a group, like because there does take a level of vulnerability, like putting yourself in that space. Olivia, do you want to speak to that? Yeah. So I see this with my clients too. I, if I'm being completely transparent, and I think this is like the honesty hour for sure for all of us, or at least the three of us, not Laura, because she loves groups. But I Plus, I love to lie too. I don't like telling the truth. (laughs) Just kidding. So I really love to be in my expert energy. And most people don't see me as shy, but I tell people all the time in a group setting, I'm a little bit of a wallflower just because I love to always be the expert. I don't love to need things from other people. I don't love to have questions. I like to appear like I have it all figured out. So I can definitely hide in a room. Priyanka's also raising her hand. And that's me. So like, that's so yeah, me. She gets it too. <clears throat> and you know, I think like when you've been a high performer, like in your past life, I'm a former attorney, like you get used to that role. And I see it with my clients all the time, like not everyone, but there are certain people in my group, like they love to be in their helpful expert energy as well. And they don't raise their hand and they don't end up getting as much value out of the opportunity. So for me, and you know, I think this is true for everyone here, but like my program is set up where people can continue to re-enroll. And one of the things that I learned through my own process of re-enrolling in the coaching container that we were all together in was that as I got more familiar, like I was like, Andrea, I came for the content. I came for like the tactics and the skills and the strategy from the coach. But then as you stay in the same container time in and round after round after round, like you've already kind of learned that stuff. So if you want to keep growing, I think the way you utilize a program changes. So for me, I it kind of dawned on me like two things. Number one, and I see this with people too, if you get bored in a group coaching program and you're not raising your hand, that is a red flag that you are hiding. And I have people say that to me. They're like, I don't always love listening to like everyone else deal with their stuff. I'm like, amazing. What would you like to get coached on? And they're like, (laughs) I have to get coached. Like I get the desire to hide, but that was true for me too. I was like, oh, my next level of growth is to feel exposed and to feel embarrassed and to allow myself to be seen and known in that imperfect version of myself, the version that needs help. And then also just learning to utilize and see the people that are in this group with me as a valuable resource, sort of like what Andrea was saying. It's like, I didn't really think I could benefit either. And I was happy to contribute, but I didn't think I was going to get a lot in return. But the only way that that's true is if you don't engage in the process. Like if you talk to people, then you will learn from them and they will share different perspectives with you and it will be super beneficial, but you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable and exposed. And for me, that was really life-changing work for me. If I'm being really honest, I think it was this 
ancillary benefit that came from joining a group program. But I think that is where my true growth was of like learning how to stop being such a perfectionist and needing to have everything figured out and allowing myself to be as much of a student as I like to be an expert. Mm. I feel I was like shaking my head so much as Olivia was talking, because I think particularly as you know, in my physician life, I I always had the mindset of like, I need to have all the answers. And it was just like a part of my identity was being someone that always had the answers. If you come with, come to me with a problem, I will give you an answer and it should be the right answer. It should be the best answer. It should be an answer that changes your life. And I think the biggest transformation for me and what I've had to contend with coming into a group is I am coming into this group container, not having all the answers. Like that's actually why I'm putting myself in these containers because I want to grow past the answers I have already come up with. If I had solved my problem, I would have already solved it. So I'm putting myself in a container saying, I don't have certain answers. Being in this group is going to push me to figure out those answers. And I think the hardest, the vulnerable part for me was knowing that I'm asking for help. It it was like, there was a part of me that felt like, Ooh, like I'm supposed to have figured this out by myself, especially again, I think high achieving professionals. This was again, my identity for so, so long that, you know, asking for help is kind of weak. Like maybe does it mean you're kind of lazy? Like you should have figured this out. Maybe you're just not disciplined that you didn't figure this out. And the idea of asking for quote unquote help, I think implied in my mind that I hadn't figured something else out that everybody else had. So that's what felt vulnerable for me. It wasn't, I didn't mind sharing my story. I didn't mind sharing even the mistakes that I had made, but when it was like, wait, I'm saying that I don't know the answer to something that would strike a chord. And that has been like, I think as an entrepreneur, I have not known the answer from day one because I've never been an entrepreneur before, before starting this business. So for me, my vulnerability was saying, I do not know the answer, but also knowing this is an opportunity to go figure it out. I think that that's kind of what helped me bridge my gap, that putting myself here is going to help me figure it out which was so helpful for me. Yeah. I think that our whole culture is set up like that. Yeah. Can you lose weight on your own? Maybe. (laughs) Can you build your business on your own? Maybe. Can you become less stressed as a lawyer? Like maybe. I don't know. I mean, I had tried it by myself, the weight loss thing, you know, 72 different times, literally. And I still had this voice in the back of my head, like, yo, you could do it on your own. You can do it on your own. You could do it on your own. It wasn't until I put myself in a group that I actually did it once and for all, like a nail in coffin. And I don't know where we think we're getting this badge of honor that like we can do it on our own or we should be able to do it on our own. And it's like, okay, for me, I actually love groups. So it's like, whether you love a group or not, it doesn't really matter. I mean, that's kind of just like an added bonus, I guess, if you love groups, because you should obviously just like put yourself in a group if you want to achieve anything. (laughs) But like, yeah, so maybe you do have a goal and maybe you can do it on your own. But like, what about this idea of like making it easy? Like, it's so much easier. And that's another badge of honor, I think, that we want to wear. Like, I do it on my own. I get a badge of honor and it's really hard. And so then I get a badge of honor. And I'm like, what about the badge of honor of like putting yourself in a group, asking for help and making it easy? Because when you put yourself in a group, it's so much easier to achieve your goal. So for me now, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I can do it on my own. I'm not really exactly sure, but let's even give it to me. Okay, I could do it on my own. Why would I want to do it on my own? It's going to be harder. I want it to be easier. And for me, it's going to be way 
more fun when that's like all I'm about if I do it in a group. So it's to your point, Priyanka, it's like, yeah, we could do it on our own. Yeah, like maybe we should know all the answers, but but we don't. We're we're literally human beings. Like we are designed to do life together. Like literally, we are tribal freaking species here. We are. It's our biology. Okay. Olivia, talk. <laughs> so I think one of the other reasons, because like my brain, I get so logical. I'm like, okay, but why does it happen faster or easier in a group? Mm. And one of the transformations for me, number one, I am not a hand raiser. So there are things, even if I was working with someone one-on-one that like, I might not feel comfortable bringing up. Okay. Two, like Priyanka said, like and what I mean by that is someone else might bring it up and you're like, oh my God, thank God you asked that question. Cause like, I'm too embarrassed to ask that question, but I'm so glad you did. And then you learn from that because someone else is maybe a little bit more brave than you or people bring stuff up that you don't even realize is a struggle for you. And you're like, oh, I would have never thought to bring that up. And it would have never come out of a one-on-one coaching container because you didn't realize that that struck a chord or resonated with you. But I think the thing that was most transformational for me, and I would say like my first group experience was with the life coach school with self-coaching scholars and being on those calls. And I like never, ever, ever raised my hand. And I would just listen to other people get coached and I see this with my clients as well. It's why I'm such an advocate of group coaching now is because you don't have the can't see the forest through the trees perspective when it's someone else's issue. If you're dealing with the same or a similar thing, but someone else is working through it and getting coached on it, the answer and the path forward is so abundantly clear. It's like, oh my God, this is so obvious. You just do that. Or like, you just think this way. And like, that's a thought. And that's the circumstance. And like, this is where you're going wrong. And you're just like, duh, don't you get it? And then you have this like little breakthrough moment where you're like, shit, if that's true for them, that's probably true for me too. And then it clicks. And I think you just start to, one of the things that I teach my clients to do is like use other people as examples. What do other people get upset about? What do other people get hurt about? What do other people get overwhelmed about? And to watch their thinking around it so you can see they're causing this experience for themselves. And that's just such a takeaway that I got from being in a group program and I think I learned those lessons so much faster because I didn't have the emotional tie to their situation. So the ahas happened so much more quickly. It's so much faster because you're like not in it. You know, like when you do get coached, you oftentimes, this is me, at least I have to go back and watch it because like sometimes (laughs) I just like black out, so to speak. Like, yeah. So yeah, when you're watching someone else get coached, you're not in the blackout space. You're in a space of like total, like, reception like you can receive all the goodness and to your point Olivia too I think yeah like you might be struggling with something you might not be able to articulate it and you might struggle with that thing in a week or a month and you don't even know that struggle is on the horizon but then all of a sudden you have the answer to that struggle when you find yourself in it in a week so I think it's like cool you know it's almost like preventative in a way too Totally preventive. I I hear my clients say that all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't, like this coaching call was so great. I don't have to make that mistake now. Cause I heard, but like, I didn't even know that was coming, but now I don't have to make that mistake. Totally preventative. I love that. Mm. Yeah. There were two things that I've noticed come up in, in my groups. One is 
I've had so many times a client will like separately message me and say, if you had changed the time and the place of what that person got coached on, that was me. And I had no idea that that was a struggle that I was having. So a lot of what I coach on is working mom life. So like relationships and work life, time, productivity, and like connection with your partner, with your kids. And there are certain times that I think people feel, I think it's a vulnerability in sharing a perceived weakness, whether it's in their relationship or maybe at work. And when they hear somebody else get coached on their marriage, on their kids, on their time or on their productivity, they feel not only seen and heard, but they really feel like they just got an answer to something that they didn't know was a problem. They're like, wait a second. Mm. Oh, I like, I've been feeling so disconnected. That's what that is. Like when they hear somebody else being coached, like, oh, kind of Laura, to your point, like they're able to receive the coaching because they're not the one being coached. They're able to observe it so much more clearly that like, oh, that's what that feeling has been for me. I've been feeling overwhelmed. Oh, I've been feeling so disconnected from my partner. I've been feeling so stressed at work. And all of a sudden they're able to take the coaching that somebody else gets and Mm -hmm. change the time and the place. And they can absolutely apply it to their life, which has been so, so, so huge. Mm, So good. So I want to know, we've talked a lot about ourselves. We've talked about our clients too, a lot. But do you guys have any fun stories like from your clients of how they've changed by being in a group? Or, you know, like, what have you seen the impact of the group dynamic on your clients specifically? Because clearly we are benefiting from it. Oh, go, yeah. oh, Olivia, you go first. Yeah. So I think two big takeaways. Number one, with my clients, there's a sense of isolation. So even if you're not like a solo attorney and you work in a firm or you work for a corporation as like an in-house attorney, you're really stuck in this keeping up appearances space and you are never really able to be fully vulnerable and talk to people about what you're struggling with. That was definitely my experience when I practiced law as well. I felt very isolated. So I think number one, just having a sense of like belonging and support and being able to be honest and open, like that is a game changer for people Mm. on your isolation levels and just like your connectedness and how you feel going through your career. I think the other thing that my people struggle with so significantly, they think they are unicorns and they have so much shame around struggling with the things that they struggle with. And they think it's only them. They're the only ones with these (laughs) problems. And when I work with people one-on-one, I would say over and over again, till I'm like blue in the face, I'm like, I coach on this literally every day, multiple times a day. I talk to people about procrastination. I talk to people about people pleasing. I talk to people about perfectionism. Like I, this is my mainstay of the coaching that I do. Everyone that I work with struggles with this stuff, but they don't see it themselves. So I think they think that I'm just blowing smoke up their ass. I'm not, but I think that's how they take it. And then they hear other people actually struggle with it when they're in a group setting. And it creates the sense of like, not normal, because I don't really believe in like there being a normal thing, but that like, there's something not abnormal about them also. Mm. Like they're not a unicorn. They struggle with the same things everyone else struggles with. It's very common. There's no reason to be ashamed. And most of what... My people, I think this is true for all of us. The reason they're struggling with something is because they've never learned it before. Exactly. Absolutely. And my people have so much shame. They're like, they think they should have known it or learned it before. 
And I'm like, you wouldn't expect to know like Spanish if you had never been taught Spanish and you wouldn't expect to know calculus if no one had taught you calculus. Like so much of what I teach, whether it's emotional management or time management, you know, goal setting and achievement, all of that stuff, setting boundaries. Like if you've never been taught it, you're not going to know how to do it. So you want to put yourself in a room where other people just like you also haven't learned it and you get to learn it together as quickly as possible. Mm. Yeah, I feel like this question should like bring us home and and wrap up our episode. So let's definitely hear from Andrea. She was going to talk about it too. Yeah, I think for my clients, like community being in a being in a group, like they literally share resources. So this is something I see all the time is people not reinventing the wheel. It's like, excuse me, I coach on business and specifically people come to me because I'm not on social media. And a lot of people are drawn to that on building a business without being on social media. So my community tends to be kind of the anti-establishment, like those, these are my people. I love it for lots of different reasons. So inside of that community, like just having people with shared values Mm -hmm. and shared ideas and goals, like we've already talked about huge, but just pragmatically, like sharing resources. Like, how do you actually do this? Who do you work with for SEO? And it's like this huge Google doc of exactly how it goes. Like just things like that. That's like, yes, we don't have to all be by ourselves, figuring this out on our own. Laura, like you said, like there's no badge of honor in figuring it out. Of course you can figure out how to get testimonials and you can take years and years to get your process, but having somebody be like tried and true, here you go. So great. So like sharing resources, huge win Mm. for community, for my people. And like, I have experienced that. I know we've all experienced that. Mm. We love that. So that's a big one. And then kind of like Olivia said, I think just normalizing the ups and downs of whatever goal we're working towards. Like, so for us, it's business, whether it's health goals or relationship goals, personal goal, like whatever it is, when you're surrounded by people that are invested in personal development, they're like Mm. reading books about personal development. They're interested. That's just a different conversation that's going to be taking place in that group. Of course, it's facilitated by a coach, hopefully that's going to have their own tools and their own, you know, frameworks like we all do, which is really helpful too. But just being around people that are asking different questions than maybe Mm in the rest of our life and the rest of our relationships, like that's just a gold mine for sure. Oh, it's so true. I remember going on a girl's trip <laughs> with like a new kind of group of friends, like about a year ago. And I remember coming home feeling like really let down. Like I mm. haven't, like I admit it, like because the conversations like just were not dynamic and <laughs> for my besties listening, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about another trip. <laughs> It's not you, it's them. It's not you, it's them. Yeah, but I remember feeling really let down just because the the conversations were just not dynamic. They didn't like light me up like ones like these do. So I think that's that's so cool. Priyanka? I think for me, yeah, for me, and this is like for me putting myself into a group and I think what I'm really seeing for my clients and what I really want for the universe of humans is being willing to get shit wrong all the time and not quitting. I, I mm. again, because of what I was saying to you guys before, I've always kind of prided myself on having the right answer, knowing the right thing, not needing help. And the biggest pivot I've had to make both in reaching my ideal weight and in really becoming an entrepreneur after being a physician is the willingness, the willingness to just get it wrong all the time. And a, a concept that I teach is leveraging mistakes. So how can you be so willing to get it wrong and so willing to keep going and then leverage every single mistake you ever made. If you don't ever quit and you leveraged every single mistake, do you know how far you would get? 
It's mm. like your, your goal is inevitably done, like yeah. done and done. So I think it's that piece, just like, I am so much more willing now. I mean, I still hate getting stuff wrong. Let me be totally honest. I hate getting stuff wrong. I hate when I mess up. I hate it. You all what hear you about make it. I'm what so are you making it mean about you though, Priyanka? I mean, it's like, mean? I just, I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. I'm like, just like this, like, you know, weak human. But I think again, like, what if that might be my tendency forever to hate making mistakes? And also I hate making mistakes, but I'm just willing to do it. I'm so mm. willing to do it and leverage it and put myself out there and be embarrassed feel like crap and then like solve the problem. I would rather solve the problem and be embarrassed than not solve the problem and just like sit in my quiet bubble and yeah. live with the undesired result. So that's yeah, that's what I, I think would say. like that's so good because it's like you're making it and like when you whoever's listening, like you, Priyanka, <laughs> Olivia, Andrea, our audiences, whatever. But when you put yourself in these containers and these rooms, whatever in these groups, it's like you're making it almost impossible to quit which is like so valuable so valuable and so for me like with my clients I think like one of the thoughts that they have and they continually say over and over again is like if she can do it so can I like if she can do it so can I and it's like so they're constantly like passing the torch like back and forth I Mm -hmm. swear to god especially with weight loss because like I'm always teaching like it's two steps forward one step back or three steps forward seven steps back whatever right like and but there's always somebody that's holding the torch right and then and it's just this dynamic cool thing of like again holding the vision and believing in each other so it just doesn't get dropped and you and you can't and you can't quit um so that's what i would have to say in terms of just how impactful like i i've even said to clients because i'll get clients sometimes i'll be like, please work with me one-on-one like please and i've even said like you know i don't know if this is forever maybe i'll do one-on-ones like later and later in life or whatever but like right now for me it feels a bit out of integrity for me with weight loss just because of the results that i've seen okay. so i i'm so committed to the groups because of that so I feel like this really brings us home. Why don't we go around and tell the audiences how um, they can find all of us because they probably became obsessed with all of us and they want to stalk us now. So (laughs) (laughs) Olivia, tell us how we can find you. Yeah, you can find me. I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram. So LinkedIn under my name, Olivia Vizacro, Instagram under the handle The Less Stressed Lawyer. That's also the name of my podcast and the name of my website, thelessstressedlawyer.com. So good. Andrea. Love it. Okay. So I'm Andrea Nordland. You cannot find me on social media. I'm, ah! hidden. I'm hidden from everyone. Uh, no, actually... <laughs> This late breaking news, new LinkedIn profile has been created. I know, I know. By the time this episode goes live, I'll (gasps) get my shit together and you'll be able to find it. The Profitable Nutritionist on LinkedIn and where, oh, the Profitable Nutritionist podcast, theprofitablenutritionist.com. Love it. Priyanka. So good. So I am the Unstoppable Mom Brain everywhere on the internet. That's my website, theunstoppablemombrain.com. It's my podcast. And it is exactly what I go by on Instagram. So the Unstoppable Mom Brain all over the place. Oh, that's so good. So easy. Yeah. Okay. And I am Laura Conley. You guys can find me at lauraconley.com or lauraconleycoaching um, on Instagram. And my podcast is the Yummy Mummy Podcast with Laura Conley. And that is C-O-N-L-E-Y. That's how you spell my last name. There's no extra N's or L's or E's or any letters, just C-O-N-L-E-Y. 
that does it does anybody have any last things they want to say it was totally fun i have one thing i want to add i think the theme that i noticed from Mm -hmm. most of us at least is you really need to put yourself in a group program to figure out how exactly it's valuable for you. Trust that it will be valuable, but it's going to be one of those things like you're not exactly going to know how it's going to change your life until you're in it. And if you tend to be a hesitator, I'm not, I'm pretty impulsive. So like, I'll just make a quick decision and, and go for it. I think Andrea is probably like pretty decisive just from what I know about her too. But if you find yourself hesitating, I just really want to encourage you, like, listen to the four of us. We've all had such extremely positive experiences from going through group programs. Take, if you feel like it's a risk, take the risk and just invest. You're going to get so much out of it, but you have to go through it in order to learn that. So fun. so good. I like. I also think just one last thing that high achievers love the feeling of certainty. And I think sometimes the reason we hesitate specifically if it's foreign investment, like financial investment, if you're not used to investing in yourself is you're waiting to feel certain. And I think the biggest, most bitter pill I had to swallow was you can't actually have certainty. I know all humans want it, high achievers want it, but what would it look like if you felt certain in yourself, knowing that you are going to figure out how to get your ROI in whichever group you put yourself in? That's what you get to control. We don't actually get to control anything else. Mm. What if you just didn't worry about feeling uncertain? Let's take action. Yeah, it's totally just a part of life. Yeah. All right, you guys, that does it. I love everybody. So good, you guys. This is so fun. I love it. I love you all. Okay, bye, you guys. This conversation was seriously so fun. We have been talking offline for so long around how the four of us can kind of bring our different perspectives, our different lived experiences into a conversation like this to really talk about the impact of putting yourself in a group coaching experience. And we wanted to share that with you. So I hope you all enjoyed today's conversation. It's been such a fun one. Hopefully we'll do more of them. Apart from today's conversation, which I just loved, and this podcast, which as you all know, I love pouring my heart into I have so many free resources for you. So head on over to theunstoppablemombrain.com and you can discover all of them. I have a free training. You can learn about how to work with me. And I hope you guys all have an amazing rest of the week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable Mom Brain podcast. It's been an honor spending this time with you and your brilliant brain. If you want more resources or information from the show, head on over to theunstoppablemombrain.com. 